Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It comes but once a year, each tick of the clock, the time draws near, where there'll be hope for every team in the National Football League. Kuiper and Box Bump pave the way, predicting the name Kamish would say, Drastic's watching every day. For the prospects, where will they play? Scouting, ranking, box and train. From Mobile to Indy displays, seven rounds of fun. Whether it's Mr. Irrelevant or number one. It's the countdown to the NFL draft. Welcome to the DC Podcast, brought to you by DraftCountdown.com. I'm Scott Wright, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about my recently updated rankings and some of my thoughts and uh, maybe revelations, if you will, some uh, from the process. Uh, I, I guess one of the big things in the overall grand scheme is I moved Jalen Ramsey, the defensive back from Florida State, from my number four overall prospect to number three, relatively minor move but I, I just kind of think he's such a special talent he had to be in that the, that top tier let's uh, I'm just gonna go position by position and, and kind of identify some some points uh, let's start a quarterback of course I won't spend too much time on this because we talk about quarterbacks plenty but uh, the way I kind of come down in this quarterback class is I think Paxton Lynch from Memphis is clearly the top guy and then I think there's a bit of a drop-off and I still really like Carson Wentz and Jared Goff uh, but I think Lynch is clearly my top guy. I just think he has the most upside. And, uh, and, and with Wentz and Goff, I gave the ever so, so slight edge to Wentz simply because I think he's a little bit further along, both in terms of his physical development, uh, but also because he played in more of a pro-style system and it's going to be a little bit easier of a transition. Not to take anything away from Jared Goff, he's a heck of a player too. And uh, I think it's six to one, half does another with those two. And, uh, maybe personal preference for the teams in, in search of a quarterback. Uh, so that's all there are on my board right now. Lynch, Wentz, Goff in that order, but all three are in my top 15 overall. I, I just think Lynch is kind of uh, in a class of his own. Uh, one other thought on quarterbacks is just the overall depth is so much better this year than last. And that's not necessarily saying that much because last year's quarterback class was just absolutely awful when you got past Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. Um, and, and I think what we're going to see this year is a lot of these quarterbacks are going to come in and take jobs from some of the younger, younger quarterbacks from the last year or two. Uh, because I think the guys that you're going to get in the sixth or seventh round this year are vastly superior prospects to the guys who are available in the sixth or seventh round or undrafted free agency uh, as a developmental signal the past couple. There's just a much better depth. And, and of course, anytime you're talking about day three quarterbacks, it, it's it's a long shot, but at least there's some guys to take a shot on this year, whereas a year ago it was just basically best-case scenario you're hoping for career backups. Running back. Uh, I, I think the biggest drop-off in the entire 2016 NFL draft is from running back one to running back two. I just think Ezekiel Elliott from Ohio State is, um, once again, kind of in a class of his own. And I like Derrick Henry from Alabama. I don't think he's a first-round pick. 
could he go in the first round? It's possible. I wouldn't rule it out, but to me, he's more of a second-round talent. But then I think the interesting storyline at running back is after those two. What happens after Elliott and Henry? Uh, and and really, I think it's pretty unsettled right now between, say, spots three and eight in those running back rankings. I think it m- might be the type of year where there's not necessarily going to be a consensus at that position. And I think what we're going to see is uh, beauty in the eye of the beholder. Uh, similar to a couple of years ago where Bishop Sankey was the first running back off the board to the Titans. It wasn't necessarily that he was the best running back in that draft. It's just that's who the Titans liked the best and thought was the best fit for them. So he was the first one off the board. So uh, I think that's something to keep an eye on at the running backs. And, and that might change in the coming months as we sort through this process. And uh, I think some guys will probably separate themselves from the pack and, and maybe emerge as a certain day two picks. Uh, maybe you can make a case that Kenneth Dixon from Louisiana Tech has already started doing that with his performance at the Senior Bowl. Uh, but I think it's still pretty unsettled right now. So that's definitely something I'm going to be keeping an eye on uh, in the next next few months here and, and kind of just sort out my thoughts on it. I think we kind of know the group of players generally in that range. It's just how to uh, rank them, say, three through eight or whatnot. Wide receiver. Uh, once again, we have a clear-cut number one in the Quan Treadwell from Ole Miss. And then there's a drop-off, and that's not to say I don't like guys like Corey Coleman from Baylor, who I think is just incredibly explosive. Uh, Josh Doxson from TCU, who I think is a poor man's Amari Cooper, just incredibly polished. Uh, anybody who listens to this podcast by, know, by now probably knows that I'm a big fan of Ohio State wide receiver Braxton Miller. But one thing that I, I kind of discovered as I was doing these wide receiver rankings is I'm not sure the value is going to be dramatically different in late round two than it is in late round one. And what I mean by that is as much as I like Coleman, Doxon, Miller, I'm not so sure that I wouldn't rather wait until the end of round two and maybe try to get a, a Tyler Boyd from Pittsburgh, uh, Will Fuller from Notre Dame. I don't, maybe Michael Thomas from Ohio State would be there, but even worst case scenario, maybe a Laurenti, uh, Leonte Carew from Rutgers or a Roger Lewis from Bowling Green. Uh, I, I just don't know that there's a after you get past Treadwell, if there's another wide receiver in this class that I'd be standing on the table saying, I have to have this guy in round one. Uh, and if there was, it would be Corey Coleman, just because I think he is special in regards to that speed and athleticism and explosiveness. A uh, little bit of a, a Brandon Cooks type of player, I think, just to kind of give you a little perspective on the type of player he is. But uh, wide receiver, once again, we have a very deep class, and I think you're going to be able to get a good player at the end of round two. So I wonder if that will affect team's decision-making if they're looking for a pass catcher in round one. Uh, Tight end, uh, just kind of reconfirmed my suspicions that it's the weakest position in this entire draft. Uh, uh, I I said at the time that personally, selfishly, I wanted uh, O.J. Howard from Alabama to come out because he would have been the clear-cut number one and would have at least given us something to be really excited about when it comes to the tight end position of class. Uh, Hunter Henry from Arkansas, I think, is probably going to be uh, right there near the top. I don't know if he's going to be a consensus number one, but uh, close to it. I think the vast majority will have him one, but not a dynamic player. I made a comparison to Zach Miller. Uh, I think that's the type of player he projects to be at the next level. Uh, not a first-round talent at the position. I don't think he's as good as Max Williams, who was, I think, the 55th overall pick a year ago. So uh, this is not a good year if you need help at the tight end position. And uh, what it boils down to is I basically think we're going to see mid-rounders going in the early rounds, Late rounders going in the middle rounds and priority free agents going in the late rounds uh, just due to a lack of options. And, and this has been a few years and now a few 
few years in a row now where the the talent at tight end has been a bit lacking. Uh, so I, hopefully we're due for a boom here soon. But but even though the last couple of years haven't been great, this one is, is I think, far worse. Uh, and that's not to say there aren't some intriguing talents available. There's always talent to be found. You just have to dig a little harder. Uh, one guy that I'll mention that I kind of like is a sleeper, I think, in the mid-rounds, David Morgan from Texas San Antonio. So uh, keep an eye on him. Uh, let's move to the other side of the ball, talk about some defense. Uh, and, and at defensive end, I, I just think there's a big void after Joey Bosa from Ohio State and DeForest Buckner from Oregon, uh, who are both going to be certainly top 10 overall picks. They could both be gone in the top five overall. So then there's kind of a vacuum. Who's going to step up and, and fill that void? And uh, certainly I think Noah Spence from Eastern Kentucky is the favorite uh First of all, in terms of his talent, he's just legitimately a top half of the first-round talent, which he showcased uh, at the Senior Bowl. He's one of the stars of the week in Mobile. And there's no doubt he has the talent to go in that top dozen, top 15 overall picks. It's just going to come down to how teams evaluate uh, his character concerns. But uh, as I've said, teams will forgive a lot and overlook a lot if you can get after the quarterback. And Noah Spence is uh, among the best in this class. So I think he's going to go, I'm going to err, I would err on the side of earlier rather than later. Uh, and that was a question too from Matt Jensen on Twitter, uh, who is handle is at, yes, it is Matt. And he wants to know, where do I expect Noah Spence to be selected? And I'm going to be working on a new mock draft soon. In my version 1.0, I had Spence late in the first round. I'm going to move him up. Uh, I haven't looked for a specific team yet, um, but probably somewhere in the top 15. And it's a bit of a tricky situation with Spence because you can't just plug him in. Oh, they need a defensive end. They're going to have, they're going to take him. You have to kind of dig a little bit deeper and at the individual circumstances and, and try to find the right fit. What organization, what decision maker is going to be willing to, to kind of go out on a limb for Spence. Uh, and then if it's not Spence, who's it going to be? Emmanuel Ogba from Oklahoma state. Maybe I like him. He personally, uh, I'm a fan of his. I think he's a New York Giants type of defensive end. Reminds me a little bit of Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, and then Shaq Lawson from Clemson. I'm not as high on him as some people. I have him as a first-round pick, but I, when I see him in the top 10 overall, it's just too rich for my blood for the type of player he is. He's a very good player, but I think the upside is limited. He's a 4-3 defensive end. He's not going to be a double-digit sack guy, but great effort, outstanding motor. Uh, he's going to get the job done against the run. Uh, just a very good all-around player, but top 10 overall, nah, not, not for my money. Defensive tackles, and I'm not the first one to say this, but defensive tackle class is deep. Uh, over the last decade, there's been an average of nine defensive tackles taken in the early rounds, so rounds one through three. This year, as my current rankings right now in this, this update, I have 14 in my top 100 overall. So it's a well above average year. And uh, you know what? I'm going to go out and make a position, uh, make a prediction. This might be a bit of a hot take, but I'm going to say that there's going to be a defensive tackle that at one point in the process, I'm not going to say he's a consensus first-round pick, but at one point in the process was considered uh, or being talked about as a potential first-round pick will be available on day three. That's how deep this class is. It's just inevitable. Somebody's going to slide. It'll be interesting to see who it is and why, but um, you're going to be able to get a good defensive tackle round one, round two, round three, round four, uh, well into day three even, which you don't often see. That's usually a position where they come off the board early and often because there's a lot of teams looking for help. And uh, it, for all the depth there is, I don't know that we have the stud at the top. We don't have Ndamukong Sue. We don't have Gerald McCoy. I think Robert Kandichi from Ole Miss has the talent to be that type of prospect, but um, I think his lack of 
production and some off-the-field issues will probably push him down a little bit. I'm not quite as high on Ashawn Robinson from Alabama as some are, uh, but but depth is, the depth of the defensive tackle class is outstanding. Linebacker. Uh, I, I think the, the biggest point thing to point out there is Jalen Smith and Miles Jack are still my number one players at their respective positions, outside linebacker and inside linebacker, despite their injuries. Uh, and of course, Jack is further along his recovery, so it's not as much of a factor for him. But but I, I think the case with both Smith and Jack, it's similar to Todd Gurley last year, where they're just too talented to fall too far. And uh, certainly in the top 20, I mean, Cedric Abui hurt his knee in the uh, in his bowl game last year, and he still went in the top 20 overall. So uh, it, both Smith and Jack are far better prospects coming off better seasons than Obui was. So I, I think that's probably the conservative end of the spectrum, but I, I still have both in the top 10 overall in my mock, and I guess I'll be surprised if they fall out of the top half of the first round. Uh, and the other point I guess I wanted to make on the linebacker position is I'm wondering where the love is for Ohio State's Darren Lee. Uh, I, I I just don't understand why he's got not getting more buzz. And it's not like he's completely under the radar. I think a lot of people have as a first-round pick, but I'm just a huge fan of Darren Lee's. And uh, for those who aren't familiar with his story, he's a, a former prep quarterback who's only been playing the linebacker position for a few years now, but just a dynamic player. And, and he's just a pup. He's just a redshirt sophomore. He's still developing not only – physically he's still bulking up and kind of growing into the linebacker position but but also as a football player he's still learning the game and uh to a certain degree these first last couple of years he's been just getting by on, on sheer talent and athleticism it's gonna be scary to see what happens when he can get in a, a nfl style strength and training program and, and really learn the nuances of the position in game uh, so i really like darren lee to me he's a first round pick all day long and uh, i'd like to see a little bit more love for him cornerbacks I think the top of the cornerback position is starting to come into focus. Uh, I think there's still a little bit of jockeying to do in terms of, all right, who's two, who's three, who's four, who's five. But I think we generally have that group, a top group of five or six players who are going to be the consensus top tier at that position. But I think after that is where it's going to be a little interesting. I think there's still some work to do. I know at least from my end uh, during this pre-draft process, I still have to do more film evaluation. I want to see workout results things of that nature, uh, because there's an average of about 12 cover guys taken in rounds one through three, and only about the top six are settled. So that means there's another five or six spots that are, are still kind of there for the taking, where I think we're going to see uh, players kind of jockeying for them. And, I, and Harlan Miller from southeastern Louisiana, I think, made a very strong case to to be one of them uh, with his performance at the, the Senior Bowl week and, and kind of showed he could hang with the big boys despite his small school roots. So, uh that's another area that I, I think there's some still some question marks, and I know I have to dig a little deeper to, to kind of figure out. Uh, and then safety position. Darian Thompson from Boise State I think is going to go wire to wire as the top guy at safety, uh, and, and I think just kind of confirmed everything we thought about him with his performance at the Senior Bowl week. Just a terrific all-around player. I think he's going to go in the first round, but there again – what's going to happen after him. And, and I, I think it's another case where we probably have a group of seven, eight, nine guys who are going to be the next group, but in what order? Uh, and and there not, might not be a consensus. This might be another position where uh, it depends on what type of player you're looking for. Do you want a, a rangy playmaker at free safety? Do you want more of a physical downhill in the box player? And, and there's something for everyone, regardless of what you're looking for. 
what you're looking for, there's going to be options. I think there's more physical downhill strong safety types than there are free safety types, though. And I think that could make someone like Jalen Mills from LSU a, a little more valuable in those early rounds. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, another safety other than Darian Thompson sneak into that back end of the first round. I just think there's enough talent and there's uh, it's enough of a priority for teams that somebody would be willing to pull the trigger. It's just a matter of who is it going to be. And it kind of reminds me of uh, Harrison Smith when he was coming out of college where it wasn't considered to be a, a surefire first-round pick, and it ultimately required the Vikings trading back into the first round to get him. And I could see that here, too. I could see somebody trading back into the first round to get the safety of their choosing. So that's just some of my thoughts on the updated rankings, and I encourage everybody to go to draftcountdown.com, and you can check them all out. Uh, it's probably about 500 players right now, right now, all ranked by position. I have lists of overrated and underrated sleepers. I expanded my top overall rankings to 150, so it basically takes us through the fourth, fifth round. Uh, so uh, the overall rankings now extend well into those middle rounds. Uh, all of the player pages have career stats, so you can see who, how they productive they were, uh, things of that nature. There's video links for a lot of the players, so uh, be sure to check it out at DraftCountdown.com. And with that, I'm going to call it a show. I want to thank everybody so much for listening and remind you to subscribe to the Draft Countdown podcast to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they are available. And as always, there are 84 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, and 55 seconds left until the 2016 NFL Draft. Tick tock. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.